Hi, it's December 3rd, and we're on day three of our audio advent countdown. Join us as we take a look through the stories in the Bible that lead us up to the birth of Jesus. Today we're in Luke chapter 1, looking at a story where Zechariah was told something by an angel that he would have a son. That doesn't sound too crazy. Until you remember that Zechariah was an old man and his wife was an old lady. So this was truly an impossible thing. How was he going to handle that kind of a promise? Let's take a look. Luke chapter 1, verse 18 through 25. It starts with a question. How can I know this? Zechariah asked the angel. For I am an old man, and my wife is well along in years. The angel answered him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. Now listen, you will become silent and unable to speak until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah, amazed that he stayed so long in the sanctuary. When he did come out, he could not speak to them. Then they realized that he had seen a vision in the sanctuary. He kept making signs to them and remained speechless. When the days of his ministry were completed, he went back home. After these days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and kept herself in seclusion for five months. She said, The Lord has done this for me. He has looked with favor in these days to take away my disgrace among the people. Well, we're back talking about Zechariah, who had just gone into the temple, having had no children for his whole life, and yet he was selected to serve as a priest in the temple. All of it would have been extraordinary, but that wasn't the craziest part. In the temple, an angel appeared to Zechariah and told him that after all of these years, he was going to have a son and his name would be called John. So how did Zechariah respond? He said, how can I know this? This, of course, referring to the marvelous thing that the angel had just declared to Zechariah, chiefly that he and his wife would have a son in their old age. What's wrong with asking for a little proof? I mean, this is such a hard thing to believe. A woman who could not possibly have children was going to have a child? You see here that those years of prayer had added up for Zechariah. It wasn't just an impossible thing. It was a very cruel thing indeed to say, unless of course it were true. Probably Zechariah had learned long ago not to get his hopes up too much. He had become accustomed to stomping out that little glimmer of hope. And now it was hard to muster up the courage to face that old pain again. But then again, he was standing in the temple of God, and there in front of him stood a being from another world. Could it be his mind playing tricks on him? How could anyone have known about his secret prayer? On the one hand, it was likely obvious to everyone around him that he was without son to bear his name. So many questions running through his mind. But it is a profoundly mysterious thing that the heart doesn't first acknowledge the truly heavenliness of the encounter. It is second to his bitterness. How can I be sure that I will have a son? After all, what a fool he would be if he started telling people about this. He's had to endure so much heartache already. Poor Zechariah, putting his foot in his mouth, betraying his own pride. But it's not like he was prepared for this. He didn't have a script ready. 
Have you ever uttered silly and regrettable things from a surprise visit? And I love how Gabriel answers this question. I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. In a sense, Gabriel is himself surprised at the unbelief of a priest like Zechariah. What was all this pomp and sacrifice about anyway if he didn't believe in the supernatural? You can imagine Gabriel responding with a question like this. Do you not see who is before you? I am Gabriel. Gabriel. You can hear the Hebrewness of the name. Something like, God is my strength or hero of God. This was a chief angelic being. He adds that he was sent to tell Zechariah good news. And it was going to happen whether or not Zechariah believed it. Of course, doubt is part of human nature. But there is always a cost associated with foolish resistance to faith. It's not like a guy on the street just randomly shouted these things at Zechariah, or even that he had them in a dream, which we sometimes dismiss regardless of the source of it. Here the angel says, You will see, and you will believe. But in the meantime, you will stop speaking foolish things. You will be mute until the day this promise is fulfilled. Now, let me just tell you a little bit ahead of time. Something around 10 months later, when Zechariah was able to speak again, he had some very different words to say. Oh, just wait until we get there. But for now, Zechariah would have a lot of time to think before he speaks. Meanwhile, in verse 21, it says the people were waiting for Zechariah amazed that he stayed so long in the sanctuary. I wonder what they were wondering. You don't suppose he died in there? Perhaps one guy said to another. When he did come out, he could not speak to them. Luke says, Then they realized that he had seen a vision in the sanctuary. He kept making signs to them and remained speechless. So what we have here is the first ever recorded game of charades. Can you see Zachariah standing out there waving his arms in the air like an angel, pointing to heaven, trying to communicate to them that he couldn't communicate? I bet the look on his face probably said a lot. Wide-eyed, pale face, something between shock and a smile. Somehow, he got the message across. Verse 23 adds, When the days of his ministry were completed, he went back home. So for the next few days he still continued to do things that he was doing in and around the temple. Except this time he was a lot quieter about the whole thing. The story ends here by giving a quick insight into what Elizabeth was thinking about the whole thing. It says, After these days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and she kept herself in seclusion for five months. She said, The Lord has done this for me. He has looked with favor in these days to take away my disgrace among the people. This little detail here is fascinating because it shows us that Elizabeth believed the message from the angel. Being an older woman, she would not have common signs of pregnancy. But it appears that as soon as she heard the news, she prepared herself for the birth in seclusion. And we will come back to the timing of this seclusion again soon. For now, let's just marvel at the faith of an old lady who long passed the possibility of having children naturally. Now you may find yourself more like Zechariah, a man who stared into the face of an angel and still struggled to believe. Or maybe you lean more toward Elizabeth, who hoped against hope based on the word of a promise. 
but probably you're somewhere in between. And whatever the case may be, the remarkable thing is that God can work through doubt or even despair to accomplish his will. Like Jesus later told a seeker named Nathaniel, you will see greater things than these. <laughs>